Welcome back to the Stoplight Approach Podcast, where brain science is made simple. I'm your host, Sarah Ganger. And today on the podcast, we are finishing up the book Signals. We are going to be discussing chapter 14 and 15 together and concluding um, our book club on the Signals book. And here to finish up this discussion with me is my husband, Tim. Hi. Hi. So 14 and 15, um, in a lot of ways, go together. And so that's why I kind of wanted to squish them together for this last episode. Um, 14 is really a kind of, um, what does this look like in real life from um, season one, episode seven, when we talked about engagement. So the E of stoplight is engagement, social responsibility, um, basically this idea that as as we learn to be in green ourselves, as our children learn to be in green, and as our family becomes more and more green, how can we as individuals and we as a family share our green? Like how can we reach out to people who are maybe in yellow or red situations and and share our green with them? What can we do to actually kind of come alongside and say, hey, I see you, I see what's going on, I wanna come and, and help you. And so 14 is really about social responsibility, this idea of service and... So was there anything in this chapter about um, kind of service, this life of service as individuals and as a family that kind of stuck out to you? So yeah, there's, there's a really, uh, I think, good line in in the book uh that says uh a parent should aim to have kind children who desire to make the world a better place and so i think that uh, it's it's not hard for us to say uh, this is wrong about the world there's probably lots of things that we encounter in our everyday life or we watch the television or whatever to say you know, oh this isn't the way it's supposed to be it's a whole nother thing to say we can be active mm-hmm. in actually changing this Narrative. Now, no, that may doesn't necessarily mean that we're talking about nationwide or worldwide action, but but we can do it in in, in small ways that can have a really powerful, lasting impact. And uh, I think that that another beautiful part of this is is she talks about you can do this as a family, and this is a really great opportunity to be really engaged in a purposeful way to really serve other people and to help them. And what we find, it says in the says in the book, is the brain science shows that when we're actually helping other people do that, it not only helps them and improves their brain state, help, helps the person who's helping as well. And so uh, this just reminds me of um, one of the things that we, we used to do, especially when our kids were younger, is uh, on Christmas, we really wanted uh, it to be, uh, part of our day was about serving other people. And so we would typically uh, make some treats uh, uh, and then go take it to someone who was having to work that day. So that was often uh, firefighters and paramedics, or perhaps that was police officers. And we would just say, Merry Christmas to those people because they they were having to work, they were having to keep people safe on those days. And, and the reason why we did that is because we, we wanted to help them at a time when maybe they were gone and away from their family. But as a family, we were going to show up and say to them, thank you 
for doing this. Here's a little something that hopefully makes your day cheery and bright. And it gave us an opportunity to, to serve them. But we did that as a family because we wanted our kids to see that together we can do this to be an encouragement to others uh, on a day where that can so easily just be about me. Yeah. What, what did I get for Christmas? You know, what gifts did I get? What, do I, what am I going to do? But instead of say, hey, we're going to purposely take some time out to do something for others. And as much as our kids would sometimes fight and complain about about it, when we got done, they always said, that was so great. I'm so glad that we did that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think building those times in where, where we are going uh, outside of our family to really serve and care about others is really shaping and transformative um, for, for uh, our kids now and in the future. And it's helpful for those that we're trying to serve as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think about um, just simple things like uh, practicing hospitality, you know, inviting someone over for dinner um, or taking someone a meal. You know, we try to get our kids involved, you know, in the preparation of the meal or the delivery or, you know, kind of preparing, setting the table, you know, putting an extra spot at the table, um, just making sure that they know that this isn't just something that mom and dad are doing. It's, it's something that our whole family is involved in. And, um, the, yeah, the positive impact that it has like long-term, you know, I thought about that quote that you read of, you know, parents wanting to have kind children that make a positive impact on their world. Like how often, um, that's, that's maybe not the goal for some for mm-hmm. some parents mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. the the goal is to have a child who has a certain type of job or makes a certain amount of money or you know um i don't know all various goals that parents have for their children and but when you know you're a stoplight family the idea is um we want to grow in our experience of green and and how we can get from red and yellow to green for ourselves as a family. And then also um, we want to share that with others. And so that's where that kindness comes in, having that positive impact on our world. And thinking about like the things that kind of have a negative impact on our world at the minute. And how can we actively participate in pushing against that? You know, um, things like racism or sexism or ableism, where people are mistreated because of their level of ability, you know, um, or their or their disability, you know, um, or neurodiversity. You know, the we just so see so many different ways in our world and in our own neighborhoods and in our own schools and in the communities that we run in where people are mistreated for all various things, right? And and that's yellow and red situations are being created because of people's um, kind of feeling of like, those people are not like me. Those people are, you know, other. And so how can we as a stoplight family, how can we as stoplight individuals kind of 
push against that and say, no, 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 actually, like we have way more in common than we have that is that is different. And and we're going to actively push against some of those things that are negatively impacted, impacting our world, including our very neighbors and the people that we see every day so that we can share this this green, this kindness and this empathy and this compassion. Um, and so that kind of goes into like the stoplight life, like, which is chapter 15. Um, the idea that this is a lifelong journey, right? So we, we are starting it now and we are going to continuing, continue it for the rest of our lives. So what stood out, um, for you from the stoplight life? Yeah, I, I think that uh, one of the things that she says uh, is that our, our impact on our child's development will last a lifetime. Mm. I think that that's really big is that I think so often, I, I think as I've been parenting, is it, you're so focused on what's happening right now, right in front of you, that lifetime sounds ridiculous. <laughs> you, you just want You just want the noise to slow down or, you know, you want kids to stop fighting over something you're not always thinking about the the long-term lifelong engagement that's actually going on but i think that that's why the stoplight approach is so important is you're actually building in tools that aren't simply for the next moment when things get difficult you're really building them in for the lifetime Mm -hmm. and i think that's so big for us to 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 think about uh and not not to think about so much that it distracts us from Mm -hmm. from being present but i think that we recognize that you know it's something as simple as reaching a compromise Mm -hmm. is a skill and a tool that will last them for the rest of their lives They're, they're going to get in disagreements about how to do things and things that they want and so to be able to reach a compromise my goodness that is such an incredible tool to have that helps them now but it also helps them for the rest of their lives and so i I think having that perspective is really important and also helps us to say if if we value these things i'm going to keep going Mm -hmm. and so maybe this didn't work out perfectly you know we had this encounter and i tried to do it like the book said but it didn't really work out that way and not to get discouraged and say, well, I'll just move on to something else or it's just, but say, no, no, like I, this is valuable and important. And so I, I want to work towards this goal of empathy or engagement or whatever it looks like. Uh, and, and understanding that, you know, I'm, I'm really setting my child up for the future. Yeah. And that's a really good goal and a really good picture to have in in front of us regardless of how old our kids are uh because we're we're constantly at work um helping to shape them and and help them move in the right direction yeah i think that the comparison that she makes between uh, gardeners and carpenters was right on Uh, i think so often (laughs) for me um, I don't know if this is uh, what other people experience, but so often, like, I just want to fix things. Mm-hmm. And and fixing things, like, is the picture of a carpenter. You know, something's broken, and so you're going to go and hammer it or chisel it or, you know, whatever needs to happen to make it work. Mm-hmm. 
that's not, that's not at all uh, what our, our so often what our kids need, and that's really not a picture of uh, what stoplight life looks like or what life looks like in general. And so I think that her comparison that we're more of gardeners was really helpful in that what we're trying to do is trying to cultivate things. We're trying to help things grow and flourish, and and so we we can do a lot of things to help make that into a reality you know we can pull up weeds Mm -hmm. Uh, we can provide water we can make sure the soil is good you know we can make sure that plants get enough sunlight and are the right temperature you know so we can we can do a lot of things with a garden to to make it healthy but like ultimately as much as we want to we cannot cause the growth to happen in the exact way that we want it to happen and i think in life we do the same thing. We, we, we can create a good environment. We can have good connection. We can really parent when we're green and really work through yellow and red situations. You know, we can kind of cast that really vision of what do we want our, our, our goals to look like in life and really you know serve and kind of really work out all these aspects that we've talked about. But th- there is a sense that what we can do all those things, but our, our kids are gonna make their own decisions. And so, so therefore, it's good for us to have the mentality of, of a gardener, that we're going to work hard and do these things, and we know where we want our kids to, do, to go, but at the same time, like, they are a living, breathing, wonderful creation mm-hmm. that is going to do, ultimately, what they're going to decide to do. And our hope is is that in, in all the things that we have been parenting and the way that we've been encouraging them is that they're going to move in that direction as well. Yeah. Uh, but I think then that means that we have to resist the temptation to think that, well, if I fix this one thing, then everything's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, which I think is often what, what we can do as, as carpenters in this, but I think a lot of times what I can think about as a parent if I just do this thing, well, then that'll fix all these problems. And that's just an unrealistic expectation. And instead, just reminding us that, like, we're not our kids and our kids aren't us. Mm-hmm. And so we want to put good things into place. We hope that they grow in those good directions, but also they may not. Yeah. And And in that, like, we want to still be along their side helping them and encouraging them. Yeah. It's interesting. Like that garden picture is, you know, some things, sometimes things don't grow as fast as you're hoping. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they don't grow as like big or tall or strong as you're hoping, you know, sometimes they, um, look different than you were expecting. And so, it's really helpful to think of it as like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of setting the, the, the environment, you know, as best I can with, with soil and water and sunlight, like kind of putting in these places to nourish and set them up for flourishing. And at the same time, realizing that so much of it is just like kind of standing back and letting the growth happen at the pace that it's going to go and in the way that it's going to go. And, like with every stage looking a little bit different, you know, if you, I mean, that garden thing you can, cause you know, you have the little sprout that kind of comes up, you know, and then it just sort of barely opens, you know, and then it gets a little bit taller. And, and so like, 
and you have to just kind of be patient and nurture and kind of cheer on each little stage of growth, right? Because if you get too rough or if you put too much of one thing or another, you know, you might snuff out. And so um, just really understanding that, yeah, our, you know, we can set that environment. And also we, there's, there's a certain extent where we just have, kind of have to surrender to the process and just trust that, you know, I'm doing the best I can to create this environment and I'm going to let this human become the creation that that they're becoming um and you know for people of faith like us that involves a lot of prayer but just kind of um having having that posture of i can't force this Mm -hmm. you know i can't Mm -hmm. make Mm -hmm. it happen Mm -hmm. um i'm gonna do my best to to create um a good healthy safe environment and then i'm gonna kind of trust the process of this and allow it to unfold in the way that it's going to unfold. Um, one thing that she talks about kind of at the very end is seeing mistakes as an opportunity to learn. And that's something that we talked about last season. Season one, episode eight was all on frequency growth mindset, like seeing mistakes as an opportunity to learn. And I think that that's such a good thing to end with, especially as we're ending the book, we're finishing um, this last chapter of the book, and the at the time that this episode airs, it'll be the end of the year, and so we're starting a new year, right? New Year's resolutions and all those kinds of things, and, and the t- temptation might be to be like, right, okay, stoplight. I'm going to just go for it and do all the things and do it just right, and what you're going to find is you're going to make mistakes and you're going to trip and stumble and fall and face plant and you're still going to go into yellow and you're still going to go into red and those big you know moments of um red and yellow are going to are going to still happen and so looking at it as a journey and looking at each and every mistake you made as an opportunity to learn is going to be so helpful moving forward because it really is we've said several times on this podcast just bit by bit little by little um day by day sometimes moment by moment saying right okay i messed up that wasn't what i wanted to do but rather than shaming or guilting myself or beating myself up or rather than throwing in the towel and saying forget it this stuff doesn't work you can say, okay, that was a mistake. It's an opportunity to learn. How, how am I going to try to do it differently next time? What's my plan? Um, and just keep moving forward little by little and step by step is possibly the most important thing in the stoplight life. <laughs> um, and I was going to see if you could, like, looking back, like, because we've been at this for several years now, this mm, kind of stoplight yeah. life. Yeah. How have you seen, like, that kind of, mentality of like little by little step by step bit by bit like how has that kind of helped you through this this stoplight life yeah i I think that that is so important is it's not a magical formula Mm -hmm. and that it is one of those situations where you're gonna we're gonna make mistakes we're gonna fall down we're gonna mess up we're gonna you know go to red and stay in red uh we're gonna do those but but I think one of the things that, that we've seen as our kids have gotten older and because we have been doing this is is seeing them become more and more content with who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think seeing them be kind to other people, um, seeing them be able to self-identify 
more so what's going on with them. And they become more self-aware. And I think that, that those things have, have helped them. I mean, and you were just saying, you know, earlier about the growth mindset and just, it's always frustrating when you don't get what you'd hope for, but it's also helpful to say, this is just a step on the journey. And so I'm going to use this as to, to keep going and to learn from it and to move forward with it. And, and I think that, that those things are, are so key to not get discouraged to where you just say, I'm just done with this thing, but to say, you know what, like having a growth mindset amongst ourselves as parents and carers to say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in some ways in the same boat as my kids are in this. So I want to be able to have the same kind of growth mindset and move forward with these things, even when it is hard, even when it does feel awkward to me, even when this feels maybe so counterintuitive to what I would normally do in this situation, but to say, you know, I, I, I want to grow. I want to do these things uh, because I, th I think they're good. I think they're valuable. And so I'm going to keep, keep going at it. Yeah. And having that mindset of like, I can do it. Like mm -hmm. as awkward as it feels as many times as I mess up, I can do it. And so that means I'm, I'm going to keep going because I believe that I can. I believe that this is the way that I want to be as a parent and that I want us to be as a family. Um, yeah, absolutely. So that concludes our book signals we are done that concludes this season of the stoplight approach podcast so thank you so much for joining me on this season and chatting about the book with me it's been great to have you i've been so happy to be here and thanks so much for having me as a guest each week and uh, we, the Stoplight Approach podcast will be back in 2023, and we will look forward to chatting some more about Stoplight and our brains and how that can help us have healthy relationships. Very um, happy new year to everyone listening, and we will see you in 2023. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Stoplight Approach podcast. Please share, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast as it will help other people to find us. The Stoplight Approach offers many resources to help families, schools, churches, and other groups to grow in their understanding of the brain and relationships. Please visit www.thestoplightapproach.org to learn more.